rising fuel prices don't slow down RVers. And if you want to go any distance at all, you might not want to go electric in your RV. We'll talk about that and more on today's edition of the Rolling Home Podcast. Well, now with summertime travel in full swing, you would think that the rising gas prices would deter a lot of RVers and campers to maybe curtail some of their plans. But according to an article on Motor Biscuit that I read recently, it's not. And uh, I don't know what you know, gas prices are in your area, but we're averaging anywhere between $4.30 to $4.60 a gallon in the area where I live, and I know it varies widely across the country. But, you know, the attraction of travel and the attraction of RVing and camping is... It's just so ingrained in so many people that it's going to take more than high gas prices to deter some. But there's also this practical aspect that some people just have trouble financially paying what is literally twice, more than double in some instances, what they paid last year to travel. And of course, an RV, most don't get uh, that great a gas mileage anyway. Uh, you know, you could be fortunate maybe to have a, a, uh, front wheel drive like I do. I have a ProMaster, uh, 3500, uh, on a, that has a Travado, uh, Winnebago, uh, build on it. And, you know, I get anywhere from on the low end, oh, 12 and a half on the high end around 18 to 20, depending on the conditions but a lot of RVs, particularly those that, you know, the, the big diesel pushers and some of the larger platforms and things, I mean, you're talking six to eight miles a gallon. And, of course, diesel, as we know, is much more expensive anyway. And, you know, if, you, you know, if you're a bumper pull uh, camper, you know, whether you have a fifth wheel or bumper pull straight up, uh, you know, the, the tow vehicle um, is also going to get a lot less gas mileage because of the load that it has on it. So it's interesting that this article kind of debunks what some people might be thinking. I know it's already uh, curtailed some of our plans. We're kind of holding back on some trips that we were thinking about and going to do maybe some uh, more targeted trips that may be, uh, have, you know, be a little closer to home this year uh, as far as our plans are concerned. Well, it's nothing new that uh, people who uh, have RVs and people who want RVs have always asked, how much does it cost to drive that thing or pull that thing? And that's kind of what Motor Biscuit talks about in the article that, uh, you know, as fuel prices spike, you're going to be asking that question even more. And the short answer is in that despite these ever-increasing prices of operating an RV, uh, the industry players are not panicking yet because they see people are still RVing. Uh, 
it hasn't impacted the industry tremendously, although they're keeping a wary eye uh, just for that eventuality. The article details the findings of a uh, study that was done through Thor Industries, which arguably is probably one of the largest RV uh, industry players. And it calculated the responses of about 500 campers, or as this article mentions, glampers, um, who utilize an RV for their activities. And what the article says is the study found that 34% of those responding to the survey said that rising fuel costs had increased their likelihood of using an RV within the next year, and 35% said it would not impact their plans at all. Perhaps more surprising, according to the article, is the correlation between rising fuel costs and people's decisions regarding RV purchases. The study found that 32% of those who have RV'd in the last two years reporting rising fuel costs had increased their likelihood of purchasing a recreational vehicle in the next five years, and that 35% indicate that rising fuel costs will have no impact on their RV purchasing decisions. And I'm not sure why this question was included in the survey, but hey, everybody is focusing on environmentally conscious things these days and renewables, but it said another aspect of the study focused on the favorability of sustainable eco-friendly products and manufacturing processes. Overall, 80% of the respondents indicated that they were uh, environmentally conscious and in addition of the 500 responses, 73% said they were more likely to purchase from companies with sustainable eco-friendly manufacturing processes, and 75% are more likely to buy from companies that produce sustainable eco-friendly products. And the article kind of summed it up as saying that this tendency toward environmental consciousness is good news to RV industry leaders like Thor. Uh, as it strives to implement plans to achieve carbon net neutrality and reduce its manufacturing footprint on the environment. And it is, goes on to say that Thor Industries invests heavily in sustainable manufacturing processes worldwide with its European operations currently achieving carbon net neutrality status. Furthermore, Thor is committed, Thor is committed to its plans to achieve carbon net neutral status in its worldwide operations by 2050. So we can look to Thor to be one of the industry leaders when it comes to uh, environmentally conscious manufacturing processes. Now, along these same lines, uh, there was an article that came out this past week from uh, Winnebago's experimental electric RV concept. And it made its first road trip. And this was an article that appeared in Twin Cities Business. And it says that when Winnebago Industries' all-new electric RV prototype has completed a 1,300-mile road trip that started in Washington, D.C. and ended at its headquarters in Eden Prairie this past Thursday morning, which this was published on June 20th, so you can figure out when that was. Uh, Company officials billed the vehicle as the first all-electric zero-emission motorhome concept from a major RV manufacturer. 
The aim of the road trip was to prove the feasibility of an electric-powered RV in real-world conditions. And just like with all the electric cars that are now out on the road, uh, Jamie Sorison, director of Winnebago Industries Advanced Technology Group, said one of the main concerns of the two drivers on the road trip was the electrical charging infrastructure that was uh, available uh, before the road trip. Sorison said the infrastructure has always been a little bit of a gray area in terms of what is actually out there. It was better than we expected and we were hitting charging stations once about every 70 miles. Wow, can you imagine stopping every 70 miles to uh, get fuel for your uh, RV? And the article goes on to say that the ERV concept vehicle traveled an average of 53 miles per hour during the trip, with its governed limit cap being at 70 miles per hour. The road trip took 26 hours to complete, with each stop to charge its batteries averaging about an hour. The total charging cost was $275, which represents a roughly 60% cost savings over a gasoline-powered trip, according to Winnebago. The process of building... The ERV began roughly three years ago, according to Winnebago. The motorhome made its first public debut in January at the RV Super Show in Florida. The ERV comes equipped with a microwave, induction, cooktop, toilet, shower, fridge, and even a wine cooler. But the current model is still a prototype and not the final iteration, according to Winnebago. According to Ashish Bhattacharya, Senior VP of Business Development at Winnebago. The customers have a lot of thoughts when it comes to what they want to see in a vehicle. We want to give them the opportunity to, to provide their input. And we're going around talking to customers and we're talking to dealers. The Advanced Technology Group aims to push the RV's current range of 135 miles per charge to around 300 miles per charge. I would think that would have to be an imperative uh, at least in my mind, Botticelli is confident that the U.S. will have plenty of chargers in the years ahead. I know everyone is really optimistic about that. We shall see. And it concludes about a year from now, the company plans to release the ERV as a limited edition vehicle with plans to sell around 10 to 20 motorhomes to start. Uh, the year after that, Winnebago Industries will start planning for full production and commercialization. Well, as I'm reading this, I think obviously range is uh, a real, real uh, limiting factor in something like this. Of course, if you're a weekender and you're staying pretty close to home and you live in an area that has uh, the availability of charging stations, might be a good option for some people. I can't imagine someone who likes to plan long road trips going for something like this because Think about all the time that you would spend charging the thing as you traveled about. And, you know, hey, I'm the guy that at my age, I try to stop more frequently than I used to. But every 70 miles, wow, that would really, really uh, limit uh, a an RV trip, I would think. Well, with these were just a couple of articles that I ran across this past week about the RV industry and in particular related to this Winnebago camper van that they put together. 
It's on a transit platform, I noticed, which I guess would be a rear-wheel drive platform. But, uh, hey, what are your thoughts about the future of electric vehicles uh, on RV platforms? It seems to me like they've got a long way to go. Uh, and, you know, just like a lot of automobiles do as far as that goes. And But, yeah, we shall see how quickly this, this accelerates. And, um, well, hey, if you have any thoughts... Leave me a comment at rollingforhome.wordpress.com uh, or you could just email me directly, rollingforhome at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you and what your thoughts are on this subject. Well, hey, appreciate you listening. And remember, home is where you park it. See you again soon on another edition of the Rolling Home Podcast. <laughs>